what makes people successful the most in this business, how a lot of people make it and some don't. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area and this is how we do it. It's been a lot of time last week and also before and while some people have significantly higher success than others, the same tools, same aspects, same everything. Right? I call it the top producer, top producer profile. What do you think the number one most important thing is for somebody to have success in sales or business? It's one of them for sure. It was highest. Probably it's the second most important in this scenario. Okay. This is a new one for me in a way. I haven't talked this too much, but it's something I've read a lot about. And I think it's a big killer for everybody in this. And that's why I moved it to the front in this one. First piece of self-awareness. Self-awareness. What do you think that means? Here's the crazy part that happens at every level, myself included. Every level. Self-awareness, what do you think that means? Okay. Honest with yourself. That's the first part I put, right? The first piece of this is, can they be honest with themselves? What do you think that means? Not blame external circumstances for repeated issues. What could that be? Blow up rate. Blow up rate. Right? My deals keep blowing up. Right? It's always the external person. Guess what? There's one common denominator. My people aren't closing, both in terms of face-to-face appointments to getting under contract to having the contract close. Uh, on the listing side, getting the listing agreement signed. Right? Getting it priced the right way. Getting under contract. All those things. A lot of times people tend to do what? Blame the other person. Blame the other person. Right? This every level of business is true, up to my level. Management level. Right? Somebody leaves while they leave. Is it the person or is it the process? It's very important to understand that every level has this and it's the hardest to see because people naturally tend to do what? Blame on the person. Right? Very, very important that you have to be willing to be committed to do what? Be honest with myself and the same thing there to have eyes to see. Again, where am I letting myself off the hook? Where am I giving myself a reason? Where am I compromising in terms of what I'm doing, believing that it's actually someone else and it's not? You cannot see it when it's happening. Unless you're what? Committed to trying to see it. Same thing you're seeing right now with what's going on around with the COVID stuff. Right? And the, the things you're starting to see, all these things come out about COVID that was ultimately showing that what? They're fighting harder and saying this is, not, this is not really true. This is not really the case. Why? Because they're so committed to the outcome or that belief. It's become part of their ideology in terms of who they are and their identity. They can't let go of that. And so the most powerful thing you can do right now is just be a critical thinker and step back and look, okay, I miss this person. What can I do wrong? That happened yesterday to me. Had a lady. Right? Second time I met her, big time seller in North Carolina. Super sweet lady. I get there, she had me a whole lunch cook. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes. I mean, uh, uh, I mean it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Mac and cheese, rolls, all this stuff, you know? And the second time I met her, she's been not ready to sell yet. Super sweet older lady. Nice lady, like super nice. Super, uh, like, analytical person. I took three plus hours, three and a half hours, I think. And finally, I get to the point 
where she starts squirming, 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 squirming aside. Why? Because she's a sweet old lady. And I knew it would come back to the back end, right? In terms of that, the second time meeting her, she was super scared the first time. And then guess what? Still wanted to talk to her son, think about it, because she wanted 2.1, she's worth 1.5. But if I'd have been much more stern and hard in the front end, guess what wouldn't happen? Because the minute I started locking down the back end, guess what she started doing? Get super defenses backing in, because why? Uh, too nice in the front end. Right? So there's every level of that, but what do you got to do? You got to be obsessed with that. Every minute of the way home, I was thinking about what could I said differently? What could have happened? Second piece they always do is they seek feedback, their ability, right? Jeremy, you've been very, very good at this, right? What have you done over the years? Constantly doing, understanding. Do you think you know your weaknesses? Number one, do you have weaknesses in the sales game? Do you think you know them? A lot of them, right? And you're willing to address those and, and hunt them out. Do you ever feel like you do that? Every Thursday morning. Every Thursday morning. You got it. It's frustrating, right? It's not comfortable. And Jeremy says, hey, look, I know that my weakness is this, right? Empathy, whatever it is. The issue is, but you've got to constantly be doing what? Seeking feedback from external things. It can be numbers, data, physical feedback from like people who tell you, hey, look, you actually are screwing up on this, right? Being low, but you've got to be able to seek because most people are too scared to do what? Look in the mirror. Because they've been so conditioned to do what? Seek blame outside. And so the absolute best people are always, always, always seeking feedback, both good and bad. Which can also come through what? Role play. Is it hard to do? Yeah. Here's the hardest thing people do. Here's how I know they won't take it. And they don't record and listen to themselves. That's the best feedback you could ever have in a sales game. Record yourself, listen to yourself. Those are pieces that you've got to be willing to seek it out because I need to have that self-awareness in terms of that. Which leads to the third piece. I've got to constantly be... Looking for holes. Looking for holes. Where's weakness? Where's my weakness? What's happening? Where am I missing people at? Why do I have five, six deals that blow up? Why do I have all these lenders that aren't doing what they're supposed to do? Right? Why do I have all my people not signing or my people signing with me and not writing offers with me? Or why am I writing five offers and five don't get accepted? This allows you to, to, to adjust the right knobs in your business. The problem with business is it's like an airplane. Ever seen the cockpit of an airplane? There's like a bazillion switches in there and knobs and things you turn. If you don't understand, you're going to do it, the planes don't crash. Right? Same thing in business. You've got to understand what knobs to turn at the right time, and it's not always how you feel. Okay? So true. If you look at how a lot of most private planes crash, what usually happens? Anybody know? Pilot error, which also leads, happens usually when? Stress, and they get disoriented. I mean, they don't know what's up, they don't know what's down, they don't know what's going on. Right? The recent one recently off Outer Banks, a very similar thing. Right? They get disoriented, comes down to a pilot error. Right? And all of a sudden, plane crashed. And so, in our business, you don't want to have your business crash in that scenario and find yourself in that karmic cul-de-sac. I got to make sure I'm always here looking for the holes and what's going on. What knobs need to be turned in the right order. Fourth piece of this is self-awareness. You got to have the willingness to own all of you. Willingness to own all of you. What do you think that means? This is a tough one for a lot of people. It's similar to the first piece, but a willingness to own all of you. What do you think that means there? Yeah, and here's the thing. You are where you are in your life right now because of one thing. You. Not your parents' fault. Not your uncle's fault. Not your, how you came up. Nothing. Why? Because you are on your own at this point. Everyone this age and everyone has had the ability to make certain decisions. But so many people carry that weight for years and years and years that has nothing to do Right, with them and their control, what they do, but it's still controlling their decisions. 
aka their choices. And so as we really know, all of me, specifically, all of me in my business. If it's not working, guess who owns it? I do. Somebody else is selling more than me, and I'm not selling as much as them, I, it's my problem. I gotta figure out what I'm doing. But most people will look at it, they'll walk around it, they'll stare at it for a while, and then what do they do? They'll walk off and ignore it. Because they don't actually own the problem. It could come down to discipline, my schedule, my phone skills, my sales skills, right? My ability to hold deals together, anything. All these things are important and the most valuable tool you can have right now is self-awareness. Very important because nothing changes unless you have that awareness here in terms of that, right? I mentioned one of the best things I can do as a leader is teach you how to think and this is probably the most valuable tool you can have in right now, crazy chaotic world. Second piece of this, very important. DWR. I think that is. Do what's right. Do what's required. Why do you think that's in there? This, a lot of people do less than that. This is feedback that I've noticed and watched. Self-awareness piece is something I studied and read. I even saw some people talk about recently too. It's so true. And this one guy posted about self-awareness. And um, guess what? There are people arguing with him that self-awareness wasn't important. What does that tell you about those people's self-awareness? They don't have any, right? They're blaming that on other people or the economy or things going on. So second piece of this, right, do what's required. What do you think that means? Right? They got to put in the work when no one's looking. They put in the work when no one's looking. What does that mean there? Yep, genuine Dallas. I watch you all the time. Morning huddle, right? Got great energy. Great huddle. I'm going to crush it. And all of a sudden, everybody starts dialing. What happens? Anybody notice it? I talk about this all the time. Start making dials, and what happens? You got two people connected. Two people connected, six people, nobody else connects to anybody. Either they have magic phone numbers or magic phones, or someone's doing the work when nobody's watching. Now, there are cases that you don't get answers. But if I don't get answers, I'm going to refer you back to number one and realize that, hey, look, maybe my answers aren't working. I probably need to change something. Phone number, dollar to hand, right? These pieces here are going to work together to understand, hey, what's going on? But for the work when no one's working, this comes down to, right, the number one killer in real estate is freedom. How do I handle my freedom as a real estate agent? Am I doing the work when no one's looking? The most successful people do consistently. Second piece, they're doing what's required, aka work, on themselves. This is important. They're doing what's required, aka the work, on themselves. Themselves. What does that mean? Yes. Well, I notice a lot of people that don't grow as fast or that grow very fast in the beginning and then level out and stay where they're at in that karmic loop is what they do is they do just enough and they try to learn while they're in the trenches. Meaning that they're only learning when they're getting face-to-face -face with clients. They're only learning. They're not doing the role plays like you guys are doing a fantastic job on Wednesday now, which I told Alex is probably the most powerful thing that we're doing. Because they're not actually working on themselves. They're trying to learn when they're playing the game. Tom Brady was infamous and really, really praised for doing what? A lot of preparation, watching film, understanding offense, understanding defense, right? Being deep in that scenario, they've got to constantly work on themselves, a.k.a. you and your mindset and your skill set. A.k.a. how good are you? This is called the work, right? Do what's required, a.k.a. the work on themselves. Second piece of this, I want you guys, I just segment this so you can see both of them, is in your business. It's separate from this piece up here, 
right? This is when nobody's looking at you putting the work. Other piece, I gotta make sure I'm looking at myself and my business, meaning that I'm working on two different things. If I go home and watch Netflix for three or four hours, I'm not probably working on myself and my business. That makes sense? I've gotta make sure, what's my commitment to doing what's required and to getting me where I need to be because here's the thing, if I look back at this scenario and how these are tied together, me growing in these versions of me don't just happen for me getting my head beat in, in, in real estate. The best way to grow is to do what? Learn from other people's mistakes, which is reading a lot of books, watching videos, watching, listening to podcasts, all these things that help me learn faster and this is what helps me, helps me learn. The way I think like I do, I've read hundreds and hundreds of books over the years. Hundreds. I don't know one piece of all of it. It just helped me to change the way I looked at the world and the way I thought about things. I can't quote a lot of them. I just know it made me think I'm not the same person I was when I, start, start, I started, started reading versus me reading stuff now. I'll read the same book three years later and get, guess what I get? Something totally different. Why? Because I've moved up this ladder here in terms of who I am as a producer in my own world. Does that make sense? And so I've got to be constantly doing what's required, a.k.a. the work on me and also my business. This is business pieces like what? This is like tags. Understanding my database, call my past clients, organize my past clients. These are what's required to do what? To find leverage here on myself or my business. Most people are doing what? Linear. Just calling all these leads and calling my bucket randomly half, half my bucket based on who's logged in. I'm not calling the best people at the best times. That makes sense you guys in that piece? And here's the second, the last piece I think is important. Um, a lot of people don't do, is they do the extra. What that means? Do extra. Extra everything, why? That's a problem right now, right? I don't know if I'll call, you know, 50% of my bucket is the right 50% of my bucket or not, especially when the market's so hot. So I'm constantly only talking to 10 or 15 people in my bucket every week, ultimately 30 in two weeks. I'm not really hitting the right people enough. And so ask myself here, the people that are most successful, top producers, they always do extra. Not just enough. And that's why I tell you, when I walk in Thursdays and look at the meeting and people show up with 30s and 40s, I know that's not top producer mindset because I would never walk in a room at 46%. It would drive me crazy. Why? Because a winner is always above what the minimum is. You want to be obsessed with that. Okay? Ed Milet calls it maxing out, right? Whatever it is, you do a few more extra things. Why? Because it's a mindset and a muscle that you build. You guys with me on this? Not losing yet? Super important right now. Third piece of this. Switch colors up. I think it's important. I think it's really needed, and I notice this in people who are not having success and people that are having success. That's why I put it in here. Right? It's just kind of a fluid marketplace. They have intensity. What do you mean? And why is it in there? Intensity. What does that mean? Why is it in here, you think? To have influence, I need intensity. To have influence over people, I need to have intensity. So if I'm boring and slow and just go with the flow, are my clients going to want to listen and follow me? Now, add on top of that, the hottest market of all time that they know is hot, every newspaper says is hot, they're looking online, everything's going quick. And if I don't have intensity to what I do, they're not going to want to follow me. Now, if I don't naturally have intensity, what do I got to do? 
find a way to manufacture. That's something that, Jeremy, you've done very good in terms of face-to-face. -face. Let's tell your story what you talked about there before. Just energetically, right? You're more naturally. Intensity is not a problem for you. I'm just saying naturally you're more of an analytical, introverted person, right? But sold 160 plus deals last year, and you get face face people, what do you have to do? Yep. So, you know, for me, it's a little tiring, but it's what has to be done in order to get the job done. And be successful, mm -hmm. right? Have fulfillment, happiness, money, success. Those things have to be created that. And so, intense way I notice people are getting their ass kicked the most right now in the current real estate market, don't have any intensity. AK, they're getting run over by anybody else out there from any other company that's got intensity with them and how they show up, how they walk, how they call leads, how they deal with their leads, how you meet with your leads. Do you wait till today or do you do it today or do you do it tomorrow? You have to have intensity. And the first piece of that right now, super important, is speed. Talk about this before, speed, the market, speed, everything else. I have to have speed in how I walk, how I talk, how I follow up, when I follow up, when I meet my people, right? Because wow, we're in the most intense markets of all time, literally. And so if I'm very timid and I'm slow and I'm talking to them slow, are they gonna wanna continue working with me? No, they're going to disappear. So if I'm on the phone with them and I don't have energy, they're not going to want to answer me or call me back. They may tell me what I, they think I want to hear. And so I've got to have that intensity in what I do in terms of being the agent. I have to have this. Also, I must have speed and intensity in learning in myself and my business. If I come brand new and just try to go through the motions and take what I learned on Tuesdays and Thursdays in a couple of training videos and think I'm going to be successful, it's not going to happen. I have to have speed and intensity in how I'm developing myself right now. Why? Because the market's moving even faster, competition's moving even faster, and competition's pouring into this faster than ever had before. Super important. Right? Second piece I must have, this is part of the intensity piece, is I must have resiliency. Must be resilient. What does that mean? What's that? Yeah, I know it's going to be a hard push right now, pushing that rock up the mountain, right? It's going to be some times I take two steps back, three steps back. This goes back to my resilient and how I handle my triggers here. Things happen to me, right? Things go sideways, deals fall apart, whatever it is. Do I just take the rest of the day off and just, you know, pick up tomorrow? Or have resiliency and intensity and stay in the fight? Because you have to stay in the fight right now to be able to be successful, be a top producer in this marketplace going forward, period. Why is that? It's hard. So one of the biggest struggles with teams right now uh, and other areas that are less inventory than us is having their resiliency. Offers get written. They don't get accepted. What do the agents do? They wash. They start blaming the teammates. Start blaming the team member. Start blaming uh, the lead. Start blaming the people. Start blaming the market. But the ones that have the most success are resilient and they continue bringing intensity over and over and over and over again because they know eventually they're going to break through and win. Third piece. I must operate with purpose. Operate with purpose. What do you think that means? Operate with purpose. Yeah. As an agent, right? People, people want to know that I have a purpose in what I'm doing, how I'm operating. If I'm just coming to make a little bit of money and like try out real estate, if you want to try real estate, you should try real estate in 2014. Right? This is the time you got to win at real estate. If you want to make some money, and you have a lot higher gains because I'll tell you one thing, there's a lot of agents other places that are just coming to try real estate and getting their brains beat in. The good news is you can do just a little bit more 
have a little more purpose, work a little bit harder, and get a lot more gains than you ever would have before. I mentioned this before, what you're seeing right now is the middle kind of disappear. Those that are intense that bring this game every day and allow us to, to help influence our clients, make the right decisions, get the right properties in this marketplace are going to get exponential results as people who are in the middle who are just going to get pushed out. Same exact thing happened in the, in the entire, really, country from a middle class standpoint. And so you've got to make sure I have purpose. Purpose means what? How do I learn? How do I show up? What am I doing? And it goes back to the fourth piece here, which is kind of com combined with that. I must come in with energy every day. Right? But you've got to come in to have that piece of you that just says, look, I've got to bring the intensity here. I'm here again. I'm professional. Right? I'm not just a part-time person who's practicing real estate. I'm a professional in what I do. There's a big difference between how professionals operate and how amateurs operate. Professionals bring energy every day, intensity every day. They're bringing these pieces to the table over and over and over, regardless of what they're having happen in their face. Does that make sense there? Super, super important. Is this easy to do? Nope. Right? You've got to make sure you find it in the way you are. Right? If there's pieces of me that allow me not to have intensity or if I'm shy naturally, no one is going to follow you if you don't have intensity in a way that brings them to want to follow you. No one wants a weak agent. Tell you that, especially right now in today's marketplace. In the old days, you get away just being nice people. You can't get away with that anymore. Why? They're on six different websites talking to six different people, and they're going to the one they think can guide them to the promised land. And so you got to bring that intensity in how you talk, how you walk, how you open the door, how you show up when you dress, how you do everything. You got to make sure you bring that to the table. You guys with me on this? And it can't be just naturally going through the flow. Super important to, to understand right now. Fourth piece. By far, I think one of the pieces that hold it all together, but they kind of go together in these pieces here. Is what? What is it? Consistency. Yeah, this goes back to this piece here, right? This is what links these two together. And ironically, they're so close, it talks about, right? People live in this loop over and over and over again. They get inconsistent on one thing. Show up to the meeting. When I book my appointments for meeting, right? All these things show up here in a trigger in some way that all of a sudden my consistency disappears and all of a sudden I go through this process, I'm living this loop again, right? Through the anger, the blame, the guilt, and the shame. And all of a sudden I realize like, oh man, I've let off my consistency. Nothing else matters if I can't bring consistency to the table. And the biggest reason that is because real estate has a long sales cycle. Me, it needs lots of nurturing, right? Lots of decision making, lots of pieces to that. And so I have to make sure I'm bringing my consistency to the table at all times. And so, this is where we like the most, and this is where the triggers affect the most, if you guys know. All your feedback in that first part I taught came to do with what? The consistency piece. But the reason I had to teach self-awareness first was why? They didn't realize they're inconsistent. They don't realize, I'm, they think they're consistent, they're not. How do we know that? The results show if you track it daily, it does show the big deal. Big difference. Right? So, first part of consistency is what? Show up no matter what. What does that mean? I just show up no matter what. Yeah, and ironically, I've, I, I designed these two different things. This is totally separate from this, but here, I show up regardless of what the trigger is. I have a reason to let myself off the hook. I closed four or five deals last month. I don't need to be here. I don't need to do that stuff. I'm going to take a little bit of time to myself, just kind of relax a little bit at home, watching TV in the day, right? Whatever it is, play with the dog. Uh, whatever my trigger is, my reason is, it's super important for me to have this because the consistency I show up no matter what. I mean, you know what I feel? I do not compromise in what I do. 
my schedule, meetings, all these things, because the one that I missed may be one I needed the most to help me get to that piece I need to go. You never know. Right? To be plugged in here, that one thing that clicks for me to make a big, big deal in that scenario. Right? Second piece of this, I also wrote this separately, is I avoid triggers. Right? I've got to make sure that I'm able to, to do what? Avoid what would be able to suck me in that scenario. I avoid people that may suck me in that scenario. I avoid things like the news or certain things that may have sucked me in that scenario. If I know I get super triggered about Ukraine and Russia, guess what? I'm probably not going to look when I'm in money time. Why is that? Because I need to feed my family first. My family first, uh, getting fed first comes before anything else. Then at night, I can maybe check into that if I want to. I got notifications on my phone that bother me. I'm watching Sam, very, very the badass dude owns consulting.com. I've taught a lot of his stuff. He has zero, no, not one single uh, notification on his phone. Not text message, nothing. Obviously a different business than we are. His phone rings if it rings, if somebody calls him, it rings. But every single, object, every single notification is off. Why? Because he has to have focused time to get what he needs to get done. Dude may say, I don't even know, 20, 30 million a year. So it's important to understand that I've got to make sure I'm avoiding triggers, things I get sucked into. And I do that the third way. Right here, and this is where people screw this up a lot. It's a concrete schedule. What does that mean? I, number one, have a very, very specific schedule I live by no matter what. To the minute. Same places every time, same ways every time, right? And I do that no matter what happens, no matter what comes up. Most people are just living by see their pants, reacting all the time, right? Same thing. It has to do with my morning schedule. Part of the huddle piece is allow you to have structure so you can have that piece if you all need structure. I literally leave my house almost the same exact minute every single day. Why? Because it's very concrete in terms of how it is. You don't see me rolling late for a huddle. Why? Concrete schedule. Nothing's negotiable in terms of that time there. Right? And so, again, that small thing is what also leads to the big things, right? How I do anything is how I do everything. I've got to understand where do I move things at. No matter what. Same thing, Austin, I got earlier about that piece. I don't book 9 a.m. bar appointments, right? I have a 9.30 meeting. I stay to my schedule, period. Because why? This helps me to do what? The one above it. Avoid triggers, right? Why? Because I know if I stick my schedule here, I help have this. We need this as humans. It helps us hack our brain. Why? Because we want to have this monkey brain piece of us, right? If you read the book about it, there's two types of brains, right? The monkey brain, what's the other one? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what it is. One's like the, the operation, but monkey brain always take off, which is what? Like our ADE piece. And to give you an example, Mark Devine talks about in his book. It's very, very powerful in how we want to operate. So this helps control that piece of our brain that wants to do what? React. Look at our phone, schedule Facebook, uh, scroll Facebook, whatever it is. You have to fight against that by having this very concrete schedule all the way down to the minute. Okay? Super important. The fourth piece of this, which is a given, but I think it's important. I watch people fall off all the time on this. I must protect my mindset. It's one of the biggest things that top producers do is, and I've done this over and over with this crazy problems and legal stuff and just, you know, crazy stuff, crazy people. Is you have to get very, very, very good at compartmentalizing. I uh, see my, you know, all the shit I've been through over the years, problems I look back, shit almost killed me. But I look back and what got me through it is compartmentalizing, meaning that I have crazy stressful issues that used to keep me up all night over and over and over for night and after night and night, 
right? I learned to compartmentalize that meaning that I kind of block it out. I don't ignore it. It's always there. But I choose, like Alex said, what I focus on has to be the things I control in that moment. The outcome I'm most worried about doesn't literally happen. It's never as bad as you think it is, never as good as you think it is. So if I can compartmentalize what's going on, same thing with my, my, my life. If I, have, I don't have a lot of family, but if you've got family issues or problems or things, right, that, that's, that's dragging you or pulling you in, you've got to be able to protect your mindset. Either compartmentalize or cut it out. Why? Because it affects you, and you are your number one asset, period. You are your number one asset, nothing else. How you produce for your family, right? If you're not producing, nothing else matters. And so you have to understand that piece. You're like, look, I'm my number one asset. I've got to protect my mindset at all costs. This is what I read, who I talk to, what I do, what I consume. And it's very, very easy to get sucked into that. Why is that? Because people, it's designed literally, uh, it's called propaganda for a reason, because they're designed to suck you in and control a narrative. So I can look at it, I just don't got to touch it. That makes sense? But ultimately, I have to feed this, and I also wrote my notes, I've got to constantly be weeding, weeding my mind. What does that mean, you guys think? My mind is a garden, I must protect my garden. If I don't protect my garden, what happens? It's gone, no longer a garden, right? It's no longer going to be a garden in that scenario. And that has to be what? I've got to fertilize that with what? Good stuff, books, audiobooks, podcasts, things that I can borrow certainty, borrow energy. There's times I've been like the bottom of the pit and I listen to, I'll go listen to like a, a tape or I mean a, a recording from Garrett or somebody else and all of a sudden I can borrow that certainty from him and it gives me this feeling inside, hey look, everything's going to be okay. And usually it is in most cases. And so I have to be, make sure, are you fertilizing your garden the right way daily? I can't wait till it gets taken over because all of a sudden the plants die. And guess what else dies? My consistency. The reason I also put this here is because we go back to the first thing we talked about. Agents come in, massive opportunity. They have massive opportunity for success. And all of a sudden, they're doing great. Like I said, they get above this piece right here, making six figures. And they ride this loop right here of this cul-de-sac over and over and over. And eventually, what happens is this emotional roller coaster of the anger, the blame, the, the guilt, and the shame takes over with them mess their mindset up, and all of a sudden, what do they do? They lose, and one of the most important things they can possibly have is the consistency it is showing up and being here. And so, I thought these are very important. I look back over the years, the most important ones that anybody's had has these things here, and especially in today's marketplace. And this is something I've really been reading about lately, which I think is super powerful, because this is the biggest, sneakiest one. 